Good evening, everyone. All right. Um, Miracles of Jesus, week five. Um, praise God that we have power this evening. <laughs> You'll only get that if you knew there was no power last week. So, I mean, little things we take for granted, right, until we lose them. Um, Okay, the Miracles of Jesus, week five. Please turn your Bibles or your Bible apps over to Mark. I'm going to be reading chapter five. Uh, I'm going to be reading 21 to 24 and then jump to 35 until 43. Let's begin. Uh, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Verse 35, While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the songs that you've given to us tonight. Uh, I pray for your uh, singers, Lord God, your instrumentalists, for their willingness, Lord God, to serve you, to be used by you, to prepare our hearts for tonight. I pray that you bless them, Lord God all their needs and all their wants, Father God, it is according to your will. May you uh, give it to them. May you continue to give them the strength, Lord God, and the love that they have for you may continue to grow. And I pray right now for your Holy Spirit to be upon us, Lord God. Give us all wisdom. Open our hearts, open our minds as you speak to us, Lord God. As my brothers and sisters hear my voice, Lord God, I pray that they will hear you speaking to them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, last week, um, we discussed about when Jesus miraculously healed the woman who was bleeding for 12 years, right? Yeah. Other than the lost power, I, I I thought it was more solemn last week because you had no choice but to look at me. <laughs> uh, 12 years uh, of, of doing everything that she could, spent spent all her money, and then the only person that could truly heal her was Jesus. And just by the touching of his cloak, which is like a miracle, correct? That's a miracle. Um, And then we briefly heard the story of Jairus, who persuaded Jesus to come to his home 
to heal his dying 12-year-old daughter. So that's our background. And again, we're talking about the miracles of Jesus. And hopefully it encourages you to continue to pray to him, to trust him, and to love him. First point, coming to Jesus is, um, this is the point of our message. Jesus uh, displaces divine power over death by raising a 12-year-old girl from the dead. Again, that alone, it's, it's a miracle, right? I don't know if you know anybody who was brought back to life uh, recently, but if they are, if they were, then that's a miracle, right? Uh, because that's out of the normal. So the first point uh, of tonight is coming to Jesus is equals humility. You cannot come to Jesus if you are not humble, Right? Coming to Jesus means you have to recognize that you need a Savior. Coming to Jesus means that you accepted the fact that you cannot make it to heaven on your own, that you cannot do anything right according to God's eyes, correct? Remember in James 4, 6, but He gives us grace, He gives us more grace. That is what Scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Um, there's also, that's also in 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Uh, same thing that's be, being said in Psalm 138 and uh, 6. And, and, but there's, there's, it's quite simple, right? That when you come to Jesus, you must humble yourself. So Jairus humbled himself by coming to Jesus because of his desperation, correct? He's desperate. His Daughter, his beloved daughter is dead. I think all parents here will do the same thing. Now we will go to a certain extent, right, in order for our child or our grandkid to just be, be, be alive again. And that is exactly what Jairus did. But the, the first point is coming to Jesus. As you see here, um, then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly. Now, we do not know what happened to the little girl. Maybe it was a horrible accident. Maybe it was a horrible illness. We only know that the tragedy that struck this man, Jarius and his wife and their girl, is something that cost the girl's life. Now, this story reminds all of us that tragic events come unexpectedly, correct? Some of us fresh in our memories. They are unannounced. There's no warning. And more often, they are unwelcome. We don't like these things. Jairus' daughter was not just sick. She was not just injured. She was dying. Her next breath could be her last. In desperation, Jairus had left her side to seek out the only hope they had, Jesus, right? See, folks, we have to be ready. As representatives of Jesus Christ, we have to be ready to be the person, to be that one person that our co-workers, our family, our friends who don't know Jesus, that then they have this certain type of tragedy in their lives too, to be ready to be the one to be used by God to give that hope to them. Now, going back to Jairus, he's a loving dad, right? And he pleaded earnestly, as you can read there. The Greek verb for earnestly means ask for earnestly, beg, plead. Repeated 
it's a repeated request to Jesus. Now, what are the things that Jairus asked? Uh, first, Jairus asked Jesus to come. He requested Jesus to intervene and to act. And in the second one, he asked Jesus to touch, to put your hands on her. Jairus knows that the only touch, that only the touch of God in love and mercy can save his girl from death. And in the third is that to heal. Jesus asked, it's all here, by the way, sorry. To heal, Jairus' request is simple and to the point. Right? So when we pray to God, these are the things that we, we also somehow give out. We ask Jesus to come and help us. We ask Jesus to put his hands on us or to our loved one. Put your comfort, bring your comfort, wrap us around your, your, your arms, Lord God, right? And then we ask for the, the healing or the rescue that we need from him. So this is Jairus' prayer. This is Jairus' request. And again, the word is earnestly, meaning repeated request over and over and over again. The desperate cry of Jairus' heart is for the life of his daughter. Now, I don't know, I don't know what, ever, what some of you guys are going through. Some of you I do know. But whatever it may be, you have to cry that out to the Lord. Whether it's salvation for your loved ones or the return of your prodigal child to the Lord or financial help. Or, uh, you know, you're just lonely, you want somebody to love. You just continue to cry that out to the Lord. Because God knows the desperate cries of your heart. Amen? Amen. Which brings us, but you know, as we continue to repeatedly ask God for our requests, for our needs, for healing whatsoever, there is waiting. Jairus did some waiting too, which is the second point of, of our message tonight. There is waiting on Jesus. So we humble ourselves to come to Jesus for healing or for whatever, and then we have to wait on Jesus. Look at, uh, because this is what happened. Remember last week? Jairus was the beginning of this, this chapter, right? But then the woman that was bleeding interrupted. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now, Jesus, Jesus responds and goes with Jairus to his home. However, in the midst of them traveling to Jairus' home, they are interrupted by the woman we discussed last week, who had a blood disease for over 12 years, and who made her way through the crowd and touched Jesus' clothing to be healed. We do not know what Jairus' thoughts were during this interruption. Frankly, if it were me, I would have been very irritated, you know, because <laughs> come on, it was my turn. You know, why? So mean it, you know, like maybe the woman was half Filipino. We don't know. But, you know, certain interruptions happen, right? John, John, are you ready for this one? So um, there's this uh, very biblical uh, video I want you guys to see. One son, John, John has it going. Um, No, the Irish cream sounds good, huh? What's that? Uh, it's cream and it's, uh, it's Irish. Hurry up and order! Excuse me. Thank you. Um, how about a smoothie? What's in that? Smoothie's a juice drink. We want coffee. Buddy, 
Relax. No, you relax. I'm a regular here. This line needs to move. I beg your pardon. Do you have scones? Tall, non-fat, double latte. Sir, you're at the back of the line. I recognize that. Cut it out or you're out of here. You can't kick me out. You know what? You're, you're really invading my ear space. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. Do you have a card? Do you have a card? No, I don't have Does a card. anyone here have a card? We don't have frequent drinker cards. That's a video club card. Ah! Zip it there, Sporty Spice! Are we doing this? Oh. Is this happening now? Yeah. Wanna Sorry. Go? I'd Let's love do to. it. You're hurting me! You're hurting me! Uh, I figured I'd cheer you up a little bit. But isn't that isn't that what happens? We when when we're asking for something from God and it seems it's like it's taking forever. The last thing we need is another interruption, but then it comes and it comes and questions and over and over again. But we have to understand that when we lift something up to the Lord, we don't dictate to Him. We make requests to Him over and over again, but we can never rush God. Amen? Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Wait, go back there. You go, 30. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? But Jesus kept looking around to see what had, who had done it. Jairus stands watching Jesus' investigation of who touched him. Imagine, Jairus was there watching this whole thing. While Jer in Jairus' mind, we need to get to my house because my girl is dying. Right? I don't know. I'm imagining maybe Jairus too was screaming, Who touched him? Come on, hurry up. We got to go somewhere. Right? My daughter's dying. Right? But see, he, he was just patient. It was, there was no scripture there that he got irritated or rushed God, dragged Jesus to go. Uh, but he was probably desperate though, wanting to quickly get Jesus to his home where his little girl is dying. Perhaps as Jairus observed this woman healed from a blood disease, Hope filled his heart for his daughter, right? However, then the worst news a parent could ever receive is, arrives. Your daughter is dead. Imagine. That's the worst. I, I, I've heard it before that pa uh, parents are not supposed to bury their children. I, I agree. Now that I'm a parent, I agree. <laughs> you know, but we, gotta, we have to put ourselves in Jairus' shoes here. Imagine the pain of loss that is in his heart after hearing this. That's a big weight that just drops on you, right? Now, at the same moment as he witnessed a woman, this was the same moment, like after he witnessed a woman being healed over 12 years of misery, here he is, a father who has enjoyed the beautiful life of his daughter for 12 years, now experiences a great loss and pain. He must be thinking like Martha. Remember Martha in John eleven twenty one, Lord, if you were here, my brother would have not died. I mean, it's all, it's all true. All the doctrines that you probably know about Jesus, that he can do all things so long as we ask from him, it's all true. But there are times really that our, our prayers are not answered, number one, right? Unfortunately for us. And number two, our prayers are, are not being answered as fast as we want it to be. Because we want it yesterday, Lord. I don't want it now. I wanted it yesterday. But these are all truths about the Lord. Because, you know, delay seems to be fatal, right? Because Jairus needed Jesus right away. 
But there was this woman who interrupted them, who also needed Jesus. But see, for us folks, Jesus is never busy, too busy for us, right? He can respond to all of our prayers in the same moment, at the same moment. He is, you will never get the busy tone. I don't know, do we ever get the busy tone anymore? I remember back in the days where if you're calling someone and they don't have call waiting, you'll get that busy tone, toot, 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 right? And you know, it's Jamie's on the phone again. I can't go through, right? It's, but with Jesus, there's no busy tone. You, we just have to go down on our knees and say our prayers. And He is more than willing to hear our prayers and answer them according to His will. Look, look what Jesus told him. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Isn't that amazing? God tells Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. You know, it's all the same thing for all of us. I don't know what you're going through. Again, God, but God knows. But he, hear these words, don't be afraid, just believe. Whatever it is that you've been lifting up to God and He hasn't answered it yet, whatever it is that you've been praying for and it seems like it's not coming or it was if something else came instead of what you were asking for, Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. Now, I bring this to you, that this is the great challenge for us. This is the great challenge for us Christians. As we navigate, uh, as we navigate through the valleys of pain, when we're in the middle of pain or in the middle of, of, a, of a death of a loved one, when we're suffering within our relationships and there's hardships at our work or finances, the most Difficult part is waiting on God. It's so difficult. Don't you agree? No? <laughs> it is. Try leading a ministry. Try serving in a ministry. You will understand what I mean. Because the waiting for growth seems to be forever, right? The waiting for people, because you said, you know, hey, practice is 1.30, and people come at 3 o'clock. You're, you're like, ugh, the waiting is, 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 is difficult. That's when it becomes difficult, but then all the more when it's God. Because with God, there's no arguing. I guess you can complain. Lord, tagal mo, it's taking forever. What, what is it? Right? What's taking you so long? But that's the greatest challenge for us, waiting on Him. But you know, God is never late. God's never late. And as we wait, you know what God is improving in us? He's improving our trust in Him. He's improving for our faith to continue to just trust and believe. Because Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. Remember, Psalm 23, 4 reads, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you have that faith in Jesus? Do you have that faith in God? That even though you're walking through the most difficult time of your life, you know that God is walking with you? I hope so. Because you know why? If you truly belong to Him, He will bring you through that. He will walk you through that in order for you to improve. Because it's not for Him. All these waiting is not on Him. It's for us, right? Even us now, we're waiting for Jesus to come back again so that all these heartaches and all these, these, these evil things that's been happening it will end, right? We're all waiting for Him. Everybody's praying. Come now, Lord Jesus, come now. But Jesus is saying, 
my time, not yours. Faith and confidence in God are the antidotes to fear, worry, and anxiety. Let me repeat that. Faith and confidence, not in yourself, confidence in God, are the antidotes to fear, worry, and anxiety. Trusting Him in His wisdom and sovereignty glorifies and pleases Him. Now that said, brings us to our last point. Our last point is trusting Jesus equals miracles. When you trust Jesus, miracles happen. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. Now, let me give you some some notes here that I, I, I read in some commentaries here that the professional mourners who laughed at, it, at Jesus, they knew, they knew that the child was dead. So the child was really dead. When Jesus said, she's sleeping, Jesus, they weren't wrong, right? They weren't wrong to think that the baby, was, that the girl was dead. The girl was dead. And the teachers that were there, they knew that the girl is dead. But because Jesus knew what he can do, right? Jesus made this statement. Now, Jesus continues his trip to Jairus' home. As he enters at home, a multitude of people were crying and wailing. Jesus then asked the crowd why everyone is lamenting. He states that the child is only sleeping but not dead. And they laughed at him. Now, how many times have you tried to share Jesus to people because you knew and you can discern that the biggest problem that they have, the biggest thing that they need and missing is Jesus, and they laughed at you? How many times? You know? Yeah. Did you give up after that first one? Did you give up after that second one? You know what? Because you have to continue to try it. You need to continue to do it, I mean. Because what they really need is Jesus. This girl needed Jesus, right? The girl was dead. But then when Jesus came into her home, because of his, her dad's faith and willingness of, of, of to bring Jesus to make that, that trip, Life came to her. Life came back to her. Now, do you have that same passion for your family and relatives who have that don't have Jesus? Do you have that? That willingness to make that trip, to make that sacrifice, to be laughed at, to be mocked? I hope so. Because without that, without grace, our family and loved ones or our, our, and our friends. They will perish. Amen? Only Jesus can give true life. Now verse 41. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum. Immediately. See, when Jesus comes and Jesus decides that he will heal, that he will restore, it's immediate. Immediate. There's no more delay. Right? No? How many times in your life have you asked for God to rescue you? And then sometimes it's been delayed, but then the moment that He blessed you, it's just like that pain never happened. How many times in your relationship that you thought you were going to get divorced, but then when God healed it, the pain went away and the relationship was restored? How many times in your finances have you thought, did you think, many times when you were in a financial negative, 
and you prayed to God, Lord, please help me, please help me, rescue me. And it took forever, but then the time that God helped you, it just needed that one moment, and you were immediately restored. <coughs> Have you experienced that? If not, maybe you're not, you're not going through the, the, the life that God has given you enough. Maybe you're not praying hard enough. Maybe you're not obeying Him as much as you need to. Because as you continue to go through this journey, there will be those struggles where God will bring you to those valleys in order for you to come to Him in prayer and surrender to Him. And He will make you, He will make, remember that, that there's that one part where you would feel that God is, uh, is too far from you. You will wonder like, Lord, I don't feel you right now. And God does that intentionally in order for you to continue to not rely on your emotions, but continue to trust in your mind, knowing that God is still there whether you feel Him or not. He took her by the hand and said, wake up, get up. Jesus has everyone leave the house other than the girl's two parents and the three disciples who had accompanied him. Jesus then takes the girl by the hand and says, wake up. Then the girl immediately stood up and began walking. Now, John, John, if you're ready, here is the story of Evelyn Mangham, a young girl that was raised from the dead. Okay? This is a miracle. Uh, in our time, at least, that, and recorded on video. I got typhoid, paratyphoid. I was terribly, terribly sick. Mother and Daddy threw me in the car, and they rushed to Beirut because there was an American hospital there. But by the time I got to Beirut, uh, I was gone. And so seven doctors, American doctors, all examined me because there weren't many American kids in there. And uh, they said, well, we're very sorry. And they put me on a gurney and put a sheet over me to take me to the morgue. And Daddy said, don't, don't take her tonight. You can have her in the morning, but we're going to pray all night, and we'll see what God will do. If he can use her, uh, he'll bring her back. So I, I don't remember that part, but I do remember waking up at six o'clock in the morning and throwing that sheet off, sitting up straight and saying, yeah, I want some ice cream. And they almost fainted. And God surprised them big time. I was beautifully healed and I have been the most healthy. And at 93, there aren't many people that are more healthy than I. But God has, it's all the Lord. It's nothing I've done and not my heritage, but God has been so faithful, not just during that time. Now, that's a miracle, amen? And then last week, the one that we watched where the, the daughter's uh, cancer was removed miraculously. So what are we saying? What we're saying is our God up to now, can still do the miracles that we've read in the Bible. Up to now. If he wants it, it will happen. Amen? What we don't know is if the answer is going to be yes, no, or no, right? But we also know that God tells us to continue to just lift things over to him. Amen? And that we are not to be afraid, but believe. 
Meaning, this is why prayer is so crucial for us believers. This is why prayer is so crucial for us Christians. This is why we pray in this church, because it's so crucial. For those of you who went camping last weekend, we, our camping almost did not happen again, right? I know, I hated making that call and getting that call. But because God allowed us, and I believe this because we prayed, right? I don't know who else prayed with me, but I'm pretty sure there were more than one. Were more, there was just more than me. Um, and our prayers were heard by God. Because we are to lift things over to Him. So as when you break into your groups later, as you give your prayer requests, believe, believe. Affirm each other to say, don't be afraid, but believe, right? Because up to now, God can do miracles. Amen? Amen. This is, this is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 22. Um, death is still active, but it is not final. And it will be defeated. Jesus' resurrection over death provides every believer great hope. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Asleep, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For us in Adam, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Amen? Our Jesus is alive. Our Jesus resurrected from the dead. Our Jesus is God. And our Jesus told us to lift everything over to Him. Our Jesus told us to not be afraid, but believe. Our God, through Paul, said, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Right? And so we have to always just remember these things, even though we don't feel it. We have to remember these things, although we haven't seen any results in our prayers. The one thing that's true is God and His timing is perfect. Amen? Amen. The miracle of raising Jairus' daughter demonstrates that Jesus, as the Son of God, has power over death itself. In fact, after His resurrection, Jesus is pictured in Revelation 1.18, where He says, I am the living one. I was dead and, how, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death in Hades. However, this does not mean that death no longer exerts its influence over mankind. Death is still very active within our lives and it can devastate all of us, our physical body. As Paul points out, Jesus is reigning and will Put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 25-26. Jesus has set in motion the hope and assurance of all of our resurrections to come. Amen? Our bodies will die, but our souls will resurrect. Amen? Amen. For us today, this miracle shows God gives life even to that which is dead. That's what we saw. The girl was already dead, but God came into her life and gave her another life, resurrected her. And even when we perceive all is lost and hopeless, God still resurrects. Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Father, for your message for us tonight. 
We thank you for your power. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your sovereignty. And Father, I, we pray right now that you strengthen our faith, you strengthen our, our belief in you, that even though we don't feel that you are working, help us to continue to trust in you and, and to the knowledge that you are working despite us not seeing it or feeling it because you are always at work in our lives. I pray right now, Lord God, for all of your prayer warriors once again. May you be with them. May you bless them. May you hear our prayers, Father God. Bless everyone that made it here this evening tonight uh, in this building. Bless them, guide them. and Lord, forgive us for all of our sins. Forgive us for the times that we've doubted you because we can't feel you or we can't see the prayer being answered the way we want it. But we know, Lord God, that you are good and you are loving. All of these things we ask and pray in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. 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 Amen.